Howdy guys, I'm Aiden Matthews, and welcome to the 8th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I talk to you about my life story, as well as my cool little journey with this app called Anchor. It is currently January 7th, 2019, at about 5.10pm, and uh, yeah, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I remember to record an episode uh, for this week, in case you're unaware or you just happen to stumble upon this episode. Uh, This show is now 30 minutes long and runs once every week on a Sunday. So every Sunday you can expect a 30-minute episode where I tell you about what's been going on with my life, stuff about Anchor, uh, and all that sort of thing. Uh, I'm a YouTuber, I make videos, I'm very creative, and I'm in college. So hopefully that gives you the brief rundown that you need. Sorry that I brought it up again if you guys came from the last episode or just watching all these in order. And if that's the case, hello. Long time a non-anchor fans. I'm sure you're glad to see me back doing more of this stuff consistently. Uh, but yeah, I guess what I want to talk about first is just I've been thinking a lot recently about my show, Back to the Video Games, which is sort of a, a new thing for me because it's a green screen setup with like these professional lights and using a DSLR camera with like a 24 millimeter lens. And all this sort of stuff. And it's just been a whole new learning curve, basically, to even film videos. Uh, Which reminds me a lot of when I started Blue Catch Productions and and was used to working with OBS for the first time. And figuring out, how do I get my webcam to connect? Or how do I use this Blue Yeti microphone, right? Like, I remember that being like days upon days of learning how all this equipment worked. And figuring out the software behind it and how big of a deal that was. And now here I am doing it again, only with much more expensive stuff. Uh, My mom made the joke recently, with as much film equipment as I currently have, I'm going to need an insurance plan for all of it, because if any of this stuff gets stolen or burned down, I'm at least a couple thousand dollars under the hole. So, yeah, that would suck. But uh, I always tell people that like if they want to get into YouTube, it does not cost that much. Um, There's a lot of good, cheap stuff out there, and that, even though I have relatively expensive equipment you should know that i didn't get it all at once it took years and christmases and birthdays to acquire all that stuff it was a slow process for example last year i got the 500 dslr camera a 500 dslr camera uh, the canon sl2 or the 200d and uh, that was it i didn't buy a lens with it i didn't buy a microphone with it i didn't buy lights uh, a tripod nothing except the camera at all and it wasn't until a literal year later um when i was able to get the lens and the accessories and the sd cards and heck even an sd card reader i didn't have one of those believe it or not the 600 hundred dollar gaming pc doesn't even come with an sd card reader i had to buy like a little usb thing that that reads it so yeah the second year was spent mainly getting all the accessories to the stuff and figuring out the green screen arrangement and how I want the setup to be and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, I've basically been trying to learn all this equipment, like video after video. And it's clear that I'm getting better and it's clear that I'm learning still, but having to do it on a green screen and having to make sure that the camera is still focused on my face the entire time is a bit difficult. Uh, For whatever reason, the Canon autofocus, which is regarded as this amazing autofocus for whatever reason, cannot just lock onto my face and keep it crispy. Like, if I back up, it gets blurrier. And if I move forward, it starts to look detailed again. 
but I'm not like moving left or right. I'm not going in weird angles. I'm simply moving back and forth. And, and that hard enough task apparently is too much for the little lens to uh, properly autofocus on me. So I don't know what's going on with that. Hopefully I'll figure it out as I uh, begin to film the second episode of Back to the Video Games. Um, the first one was all about Super Mario Brothers versus Legend of Zelda. Episode two, I'm going to try and do a little review of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch, and gonna be trying some um, different kind of shots. I'll say I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't seen it yet, or you're listening to this before the video comes out. But it should be really cool. I'm excited about it. Um, I want to try new things every time with this show, and because I'm only doing it once a week, and because it's my main series, I can focus all my time and attention on it. So that's great as well. One thing that I've learned too as of recently is that like me taking the time to figure out what projects I really want to do and then turning them into a, a usable schedule has made a, all the difference in the world for me because Blue Catch Productions like started out as a variety channel and so I did a variety of stuff um, and with that you end up getting a lot a lot of series and that's fine and variety is a good thing and you can learn a lot quickly that way. But what it turns into is a bunch of series that you can't keep up with and series that you're no longer interested in. And anytime you want to go in a bigger, bolder direction, you have to scale things back because you already do so much. And on top of me doing a variety channel on YouTube, I was doing so many collaborative projects with so many people. And granted, I love my friends on Discord. I love people like Zach and Jay and Kyle and all them. But it was getting to the point where I was part of so many projects that there was just no way they could all get done on time. And when they did get done, they were rushed and they were sloppy and they weren't to my level of quality. So going into late 2018, I decided to cut out a lot of filler, a lot of shows I didn't want to do anymore, a lot of stuff that I wasn't a fan of, and just sort of broadened it down to, to seven. Seven main things that I want to do in 2019. And granted, to some people, seven things is probably too much, um, and I understand that, but we were going from like 20 to 30 projects to seven, so <laughs> I consider that an improvement, and hopefully going into 2019, I continue to improve that as well. So the seven things that I'm doing is YouTube streams, uh, Twitch streams, Lines Honor Gaming, my Let's Play channel, uh, co-op Let's Play channel with Zach, Jay, and all of them, uh, Monthly Battle League, this competitive Pokemon channel that only is active around the summer, so... Not terribly bad as far as that stuff is concerned. Um, Aiden on Anchor, another YouTube podcast, my two podcasts, this one you're listening to now, and another YouTube podcast is a co-op podcast with my friend Zach where we talk about more YouTube stuff. And then the final project, project number seven, is Back to the Video Games, the only show I'm doing on my YouTube channel, uh, my main one. So yeah, with collab projects, streams, and the main thing I want to do on my channel, I was able to get down to just the important stuff that I like doing. And um, granted, I could probably still cut some stuff <laughs> out of those seven things, and there's no way I'm going to be consistent on all seven things, but a lot of them are, are much easier to, to manage and produce. I can take a day to finish Lines on our Gaming stuff, maybe not even a day. I can do like all the Lines on our Gaming stuff I need in like six hours, basically, if scheduling works fine. I can do Aiden on Anchor in about an hour because it takes 30 minutes to record this. I don't write anything down. I don't plan anything. And then I upload it to Anchor and then I'm done, right? Uh, Monthly Battle League uh, takes a week to make one little video, but that's mainly because of battles and stuff. The actual recording and editing is, is very quick as far as that stuff is concerned. Another YouTube podcast takes a night 
and then Zach edits and uploads it. So I'm not even responsible for that sort of stuff. And then streams, you just like get up and do them, right? The only like long-term project that like takes a lot of work, and the longest out of all of them is Back to the Video Games, my main series, and it's intentional that way. I don't have any huge effort, huge worked project uh, running at the same time as Back to the Video Games. That'd be crazy. That'd be absurd. So I tried to keep it manageable. <laughs> I tried to keep my expectations in check. And um, for all the people on the Discord, when we talk about their channels and what they're doing, and if there's any advice I can offer to that is to just sort of make sure that you don't overwork yourself and that you don't overload yourself with like 30 projects, right? Try to narrow it down to like three or four. Um, and if you want to do like collab stuff and if you want to do podcast stuff, and, and streaming and all this sort of thing. Just be sure that it's manageable and that you don't overwhelm what you're doing already, right? Um, a lot of Blue Catch Productions videos, while they were a variety, they didn't take a whole lot of time to make. So I had a lot more time for other side projects as well. But the more effort I put into the main channel meant that there had to be some options that I had to cut out. So I'm, I'm glad I made that move. And if you're any creative person listening to this who runs their own YouTube channel, try not to overwhelm yourself, right? Focus on one project at a time, and as you continue to get better and have more time and see more opportunities, uh, pick your opportunities carefully, basically, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's what's been going on with the uh, with the channel and everything there. As far as me personally, I think my New Year's resolution that I'm sticking with is trying to sleep better, <laughs> um, which hasn't been going entirely well, uh, especially with college starting up. I don't know how crazy that's going to be. I saw a video recently... Um, from some minimalist channel, I forgot the name of it, but it was basically a video about like how to wake up at, at 6 a.m. every day. And I'm like, oh, that would be crazy. You know how much more productive I would be if I were able to get up at like 6 a.m. every day? Like that would be insane. I could get up early, I could finish my stuff, and then I could do school stuff on top of that and have all this time at night or whatever. And then I realized that like, I don't go to bed <laughs> until 6 a.m. most nights because I do all my work at night. Um, but through watching that video, I saw so many benefits to this. I'm like, maybe I should try and actually get some sleep here. Um, I'm not going to try waking up at 6 a.m. every day, but I figured if I can at least not go to bed at like 1 or 2 a.m., and I can, if I can start going to bed a little bit earlier every night or so, eventually I'll be able to turn it into waking up at 6 a.m. every day. Now, obviously, that's a lot of work, and uh, not everybody can do it, but... I would love to have that time to myself, uh, just for me personally, you know, be able to shower without like three people awake, being able to finish some last minute homework stuff, um, maybe work on a creative project or a video, like I could use that time for so much, and I'm sure my body would appreciate it too, not having to, you know, oversleep until like 1 or 2 p.m., <laughs> waking up at 3 p.m. doesn't feel good for anybody, I don't care if you're like a night owl or an early bird or whatever, waking up at like noon or 3 p.m. Is, is not a fun process. Nobody likes doing it. Nobody's a fan of it. So thankfully, I've avoided doing that for the most part, and I've tried to keep <laughs> trying to go to bed at not, not opportune or the best times, but better times than I was doing before. So yeah, hopefully that continues well, and who knows, maybe by the end of the year, your boy can actually end up waking up at 6 a.m., Probably not likely. Probably won't happen uh, for sure or for granted. But you never know. It could be a thing. I could really, really like it as far as that's concerned. So, 
yeah, let's hope that goes well and everything. Um, what else? I've been playing Tecmo Bowl on my Switch. <laughs> it's, uh, if you buy the Nintendo Online app, you get a bunch of uh, NES games that you can play online. Currently, there's about, like, 30 or so, I believe, and they keep adding, like, new ones every month. But aside from playing Mario and Zelda, which I had to do for the first Back to the Video games, I've also been playing a lot of uh, Tecmo Bowl, which is this, like, football game created by Tecmo. You basically pick, like, from eight sort of football teams that don't really have names, per se. They're just, like, named after their location. So rather than, like, the Denver Broncos, you just get Denver, you know? Rather than the San Francisco 49ers, you just get San Francisco. And sometimes they don't even get the colors of the teams right. Like, Chicago is just all black for some reason. Probably because they didn't want to deal with, like, a dark blue shade. Uh, but some teams look pretty good. And there's just some that are flat out missing. There's a lot missing, actually. But what I've found so fun about Tecmo Bowl isn't, like, the detail or the team names being correct. And there's not even player names, either. It's just simply, like, it's it's one of those arcadey football games. So games are very short. Each quarter only lasts about 1 minute and 30 seconds. And you only have, like, four players to pick from, right? So part of the problem with playing a game like Man is, like, there's, like, 50 plays to pick from, and you never know which one. And it gets real confusing. Like, which one should I do in this certain scenario? You get four <laughs> in Tecmo Bowl. So it's real simple. It's nice and easy. You pick one play, and you go for it. Um, passing is really fun. Running is really fun. And when you're on defense, they only have four plays too. So it's a lot easier to stop teams and to uh, halt what they're doing. So what you end up with is, is really offensive, really fast, really uh, high-scoring games, which is fun to like play through, right? It's fun to be on the edge of your seat and having the computer like come up from behind and almost beat you, and then you have to score at the last three seconds and all of this sort of stuff. Plays themselves too. Like, typically in a Madden game, like, plays last seven seconds or something like that. In Tecmo Bowl, like, a run can last you one second. Or, like, three, if it's a longer one, right? Uh, so even, like, the time <laughs> is, is cut short for a lot of it. So it just makes up for really quick pick-up-and-play football-style fun arcade gameplay. Like, and that's awesome. And I played a lot of uh, Super Tecmo Bowl on the Super Nintendo, and that was good as well. But Tecmo Bowl is just, like, even simpler uh, and I, and I kind of like that. I kind of like that drive with it. And so with the pro controller and which save states and the fact that you can like pick any team and it's got two players and coaching stuff, like I could see myself spending a lot of time with it. And I'm just continually impressed that a game like that came out for the NES and that the computer AI is surprisingly smart. Like they, they know what they're doing. And the higher you get up in it, the, the more difficult it can be, especially in the later weeks and, and playoffs and stuff. That AI can screw with you hard, so uh, it really does create an interesting challenge, I find. I might do an episode of Back to the Video Games on that. Who knows? I would love that, but I don't know how many people would be interested in hearing my thoughts on a football game. Because sports games have kind of gotten a, a bad reputation in recent years, and that's totally understandable. Like, not all of them have held up. I'm not a big fan of the Madden's or stuff like that, but Tech Mobile was a time where, like, football games were really fun and really fast-paced and, in and interesting. You don't even have to know football to, like, enjoy Tech Mobile, and that's the best part of it. Like, you cannot care about the sport. That's totally fine. You pick up Tech Mobile and you'll have some fun, especially with two-player. Uh, if, if you have a friend who also doesn't know football and, like, you play around to that, that can be 
super, super, super fun. And you, who knows? Maybe you'll enjoy it. And maybe you'll learn a little bit about the sport and go from there. Uh, but I understand, like, not liking sports. Like, football's the only one I really follow. College football, too, I guess. But uh, basketball, I find pretty boring. Baseball is, like, extra boring. And don't even get me started on, like, golf or, like, track, <laughs> swimming, ping pong even. I'm not a, a ping pong guy either. Most of the sports I can't stand. But for some reason, like, the speed of football and the fact that, like, I watched it with my dad a good bit, so it was kind of a bonding thing. Uh, really made it special and plus like all the stats and the nerdy shit that everybody's a big fan of i like number crunching i like tournament brackets i like the drama associated with that sort of stuff i like game shows in general and football is kind of like a, a long-running game show if you think about it that way uh so yeah it's really cool um i don't watch esports that often either by the way i figured i'd mention that like i'm not a big esports watcher and part of that is just because the games that are esports or or, or games that i'm not interested in like i can't sit down and watch a game of counter-strike sorry it's it's just not appealing to me i don't find those kind of games interesting to watch to play certainly i know a lot of people can have fun with the games like that but to watch it's a totally different ball game for sure the same can be said too for games like dota and league and smite and the whole bit they're just from a from a viewer's perspective, just not the most interesting games to watch. Fighting games, I think, are, are the closest to um, esports worthiness. I guess like I would watch several fighting games, but usually those are more like Evo type stuff than the typical like League of Legends World Championship breaks this many records or whatever. Like typically, fighting games are much lower down the pack than some games like uh dota and league and all that but or overwatch overwatch is another big one but at least with fighting games i I can understand clearly from a viewer's perspective uh which side both both people are on right and what it takes to win how close they are to winning and all this sort of stuff without having to be too in depth with each game's mechanics and and how they work right because fighting games are very easily understandable um at least to the viewer right uh, from the competitive perspective, I understand there's a lot that goes into fighting games and all these mechanics and all that sort of stuff. But if you're watching from afar, I can guarantee you can you can understand how they work and, and who's the winner, basically. And so that's what makes games like Street Fighter, Tekken, and my particular esports favorite game, uh, Smash, so much fun to watch. Like, those games I can get behind. Those are the games that I could watch. Those are the ones that are the most hype for me and most interesting and thankfully, they're, they're, they're still growing, right? They're uh, benefiting from the esports scene as a whole. And if, like, esports does get to this big enough thing where, like, it's on the same level as regular sports and people view it that way and it makes that much money and all this sort of stuff, I hope it's more of the, the fighting game type stuff that leads to the forefront and not the League and, and Dota type stuff. But, I don't know, RTSs like that are always big in places like Korea and such, and they probably will be forever. It's just to me they're boring. <laughs> Nothing against those games. Uh, I've played them a little bit here and there, and they they are they can be fun to play. But dear God, just watching them and their far out perspective and resource management and capturing a tower like, ugh, I just want to fall asleep thinking about it and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, those are my thoughts on, <laughs> on esports. I'm sure that's controversial. 
you're going to get a comment on this episode of A Non Anchor being like, um, your esports opinions are uh, wrong and I don't like them. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to listen to this podcast anymore. So I uh, hope you're happy. Well, good. <laughs> I only want real esports gamers listening to this podcast, all right? I ain't got time for any League of Legends smite people, okay? I got better things to do in my life. I got college coming up, chief. I go back to school in like literally three days. Is it three days? Holy cow. Wow. <laughs> I just realized it's three days. The next time I do an episode of A Known Anchor, I will already be back in school for the spring semester of college. Oh, Lord. I guess I can go ahead and mention what I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking two history classes. One on a women's history, I believe. And then what was the other one on? I don't remember. Oh, the 60s. Because that's an amazing time in American history, and I would love to just take a class on that decade as a whole. Like, that would be crazy, crazy fun. So I'm taking a class on that. Um, the math is elementary probability and statistics. I needed to take another math, and I didn't want to take calculus or something too hard, so they were like, yeah, statistics, that's easy. And I'm like, okay, we'll do that. So that should be fun. And then I'm taking a couple of uh, communications class, like intro to media writing, uh, broadcast writing, I believe. And there was one other one. Oh, no, I think that was it, because there's five classes that I took. Uh, two histories, one math, and, and two communications classes both of them on writing which aren't exciting and the math class isn't all that exciting but the history stuff should be really really fun and i'm looking forward to doing that because this is going to be the last semester if everything goes well and if i don't fail anything this should be the last semester of, of taking history classes and i really really do like history classes a lot so i'm going to miss it um if i had to pick like a favorite subject in school i would always go for the history stuff and to see that like coming to an end to see that chapter like coming to an end is a bit sad, but hey, I'll always still be learning about history. I mean, that's what YouTube's for. That's what the internet is for. But just taking those classes and having professors get really in-depth to that sort of stuff. Like uh, this past semester, I took a class on Antebellum America, and it's the period after the Revolutionary War until the Civil War. So not a whole lot of action, not a whole lot of exciting stuff, but believe it or not, he was able to really convince me, at least, that that period was just as important if not more important than the period that came before and after just everything that went on uh, sort of the build-up to the civil war sort of all that talk about slavery and everything was just really really fascinating and i found that he had given some rather unique perspectives and it's really taking classes like that in college that i that i find to be useful because college as a whole i don't really care for or really appreciate the idea but it's classes like that like classes you couldn't get anywhere else classes that you're so passionate about and that you really love that that make the ten thousand dollars in student loans all worth it right and hey if it changes your life and if it gives you a new perspective i guess you really can't put a price tag on that but if you're in debt three years later it really kind of mutes the point but i love i love history classes um i've also loved a lot of my communications classes as well i did one on um radio i did like a little radio deal in which you had to work the college radio station and like talk about the news basically like you were you were live on air talking about news for like five minutes and granted they gave you a script and everything but if you messed up everybody would hear you and doesn't quite get that much more 
pressure intense <laughs> than having to read radio at a fast enough pace while live uh, so you can move on to the next thing. But I had a lot, a lot of fun with that. Uh, aside from mispronouncing a few words, I did relatively well. But you got to be quick, man. You got to get from story to story to story. Like weather, sports, you have to know like the buttons on there, make sure your audio's right. If there's an interview in there, you have to make sure that like this one slider is all the way up. I don't even remember half of this stuff, but working with the soundboards and the computers and everything like that, like radio is such a blast. And granted, we haven't really gotten terribly into the TV side of things, but we did manage to do one like TV project at the end where we had to do news and I got to be on camera for that. And thankfully that one wasn't live. Thankfully, no one else had to see that but the people in the class. So that was a lot less uh, stressful, but that one was super fun as well. It's just like, hey, I'm on a big actual like TV camera for the first time and not in front of a, a webcam, right? I started Blue Catch Productions like two years before, and here I am now in front of a TV camera. Granted, not doing the content that I want to do, but still, it, it's a step up at the very least. And uh, I can see myself going down that road two or three years from now when I'm done with college. Shoot, it's only a year and a half until I'm finally done. And I don't know what I'm going to do at that point. Maybe work in TV here, broadcast, or, or something. But I would like to still, uh, if I could, do do YouTube and do this podcast and do all these other projects and stuff. But to actually be able to like make money and, and support myself and not have like a, a crummy job at a Taco Bell or something would be really, really cool. Uh and that's what college can be really good for too is if you do already know what you want to do um, but it's not a traditional thing college can at the very least provide you a plan B uh, something else <laughs> to do in case your A dream doesn't work out or you need money to support your A dream you know college can provide you a degree which will get you a job and that'll get you money to, to fund what you want to do and to keep yourself financially stable because oh boy being financially stable is such a huge part of how society works that like if you're in debt then life's just a whole lot shittier for your friend so having money is important getting a degree can be important depending on what you want to go in for and do i just think there are much easier ways to to get a job like that but what do i know i'm only 21 you don't have to listen to me <laughs> Ooh. i got this uh white grape peach drink or whatever from like Welch's at the Walmart it is pretty good. I don't know if I like it more than like white grape juice, but white grape peach is pretty good as well. Not alcoholic, nothing, nothing crazy. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I'm not about drinking anything, but it, it's really, really surprisingly good. I, I, I typically, with me being off sodas, like my only options are tea and juice. And as far as juice is concerned, like any sort of grape juice is typically like my A tier list of things. And then probably like orange juice under that for like B tier juices. And then apple is probably like near the bottom. Now apple juice is C tier. And then the very, very bottom is like cranberry juice. I hate, hate cranberry juice. I don't know who thought selling cranberry juice was a good idea, but oh lord, it's just the most bitter, disgusting. Like I don't want to drink any of that. And granted, like they'll try to put sugar in it and they'll try to be like, oh, cranberries are healthy for you. And I'm sure they are. Right, I'm not disputing the fact that cranberry juice is healthy for you, but man, trying to drink some of that stuff is awful, awful. So I won't go near cranberry juice. I won't even go near a Sprite Cranberry. And the Sprite Cranberry memes have been on point. So you know if I'm not even touching Sprite Cranberry, then we're in trouble here. 
so white grape peach that's the good juice and then orange juice apple and then the very very bottom is cranberry juice uh, i'm sure there's worse ones out there i don't have to look into that sort of stuff but as far as i can tell there's nothing worse than cranberry juice so there you go uh, i think that'll do it for this episode of aiden on anchor i have run out of stuff to talk about and hey we're about two minutes away from that 30 minute mark so i say today has been a relatively good episode what did we talk about today we talked about college we talked about juice um we talked about tech mobile uh back to the video games um scheduling and other creative conflicts and the like and uh, me working with the dslr college all that sort of stuff so yeah i think we covered a good bit today um if you guys like this episode and enjoyed it be sure to let me know however you do on anchor if you can like like this or send me a comment or or whatever or if you want to like be featured in another episode and you want to leave a call that can work too however that works uh if you want to support this podcast you can anchor now has a feature where like fans can leave money which you don't have to at all i understand this isn't exactly a consistent podcast but if you do enjoy it that much and you want to financially support me uh you can do that and i'll shout you out in the next episode so yeah that'll be this episode of a non anchor episode eight tune in sunday next sunday what day is that exactly uh sunday the 13th for the next episode where we'll be talking about all sorts of other great stuff i'm aiden of blue catch productions and i'm signing off bye